In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Watching the Super Bowl is one thing, but could you imagine playing in it? Today, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, how people market with it, some of the best commercials, and what we think is coming up for tomorrow. The best thing? We have Joe Hamilton here, who was a Super Bowl championship with the Tampa Bay Bucks, but also was a runner-up for the Heisman. Two things just unbelievably, and to be real, he got screwed on that one. He should have won it. All that and more today on the Marketing Mad Men. They say marketing is a madman's game. So now we turn it over to the Marketing Madman with Nick Constantino and Trip Job. Happy Saturday, Trip Job and Nick Constantino here with the Marketing Madman, and it is Super Bowl week. It is tomorrow, and what better way to uh, talk about uh, marketing, but more importantly about the Super Bowl, is with a uh, local hero, uh, someone you've heard a lot, uh, Joe Hamilton of Georgia Tech fame and the Tampa Bay Bucks, and you were in the, two, what, 20 years ago? Yeah, 20 years ago, man, great feeling. You know, When you look back on it, uh, you get memories, and uh, during that time, you want to make sure you hear from everybody uh, that has Super Bowl experience that Make sure you cherish the moments. Make sure you remember the moments and don't have it move too fast. And now I'm able to, because I didn't let it move too fast, look back on it, remember where I was, remember what was happening. You know, I had a grudge for a long time because I was a bad teammate. I was a bad uh, son or brother because I didn't say hut, hut in the Super Bowl. Brad Johnson was the starter, oh. and because I'm a quarterback and had too much pride, yeah. Yeah. too much pride, I'm like, I don't want that ring. I don't want to wear that ring because I didn't have a part to do with it. But shortly thereafter, my dad straightened me out, and he told me <laughs> the good things that I tell everybody now, and I was totally wrong. I don't know why I went through that phase for about you know a year yeah. uh, that okay. you know feeling bad, but right now I'm just— well, I think isn't the NFL in a big culture revolution now where they're trying to say that it's not just the players or the coaches, it's the Cowboys. All They're trying to say that you have to be all about that culture. So right. I think that you're, you, I feel like your mentality might have been different today than it was, but I agree with you that you deserve to wear that. Yeah, thing. absolutely. Yeah. No, I do not feel that way now. It's almost a, a, like a quarterback thing, so to speak. Only one person can actually play right. at the quarterback, and you don't feel that you were in the game and making an impact, but being on the scout team, right. being a good teammate, right. all those things all those are very things. important. And, I mean, you started your whole career in college. You oh, were a runner-up right. to the Heisman yeah. Trophy. I mean, yeah. like, there's lots of other things at play here yeah. Yeah. as to why it might have been frustrating to see Brad Johnson yeah. in front of you, and I get that. Yeah. Um, and, but and it's get, the pinnacle, and there's yeah. only, guess what, there's only 90 guys mm-hmm. to get to walk between those lines. Oh, oh, no doubt about it, and it makes me appreciate it more, and I love Brad Johnson. He did an outstanding job, and I'm not even saying that I should have started. I know better than that. But now I look at look back at it, one of my all-time favorites and top five quarterback, Dan Marino. What would he do to have one ring? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not him, I'm but, I do, right but, but I do. But I do. But I do have a Super Bowl ring, so right. I'm very, very, very grateful. And this time of year, when the Super Bowl is coming up, 
I'll get very excited. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Dude. What type of memory? I mean, what what is this time of year? What does it bring back to you? What do you? There's certain things you look forward to. Yeah, I look forward to the day leading up to it. I, I remember like on a Wednesday, like today, you would be game planning and you will be going home to or going back to the hotel where your family, uh, uh, family and friends are there. You're going back to see fans. It's waiting for your autograph, and you're also thinking about the game plan. That's on a Wednesday. On a Thursday, same thing. Now curfew is starting to dwindle. When you first get there on a Monday, you know, you have no curfew. Tuesday curfew is about 11, 30, 12. Yeah. You know, Wednesday is try probably 11, 30, 12. Friday, Saturday is 10, is 9. You know it's getting game time. And all during that time, people are coming in. You're hearing about the Beyonce's. You're hearing yeah. about the, yeah. you know, the people that are having Distraction parties to say the least. And distractions. So when you have guys that's been there before and able to compartmentalize the fun, because you do want to have fun. You don't want to distance yourself from being able to enjoy your experience, but you want to win the game. What about, what about the saying. jitters? What about the jitters, man? I mean, you're still, well, no, no, all things said, we saw it in San Francisco when they were playing in there in the, the, the NFC Championship. Like, if something goes down, you got to be ready. Yeah. So you almost have as important a job, if not more important, because the last thing you want to do is turn over and lose a lead. Yeah. So did you have the jitters? Well, the jitters, what you talk about is right now until the game. Mm-hmm. When the ball is kicked, there are no jitters. Yeah. Now, you, you're going to showcase to the world what we've been practicing on and showcase why we're the better team. But leading up to it, you have jitters because nobody wants to lose. Nobody yeah. remembers second place. Yeah. So most of the jitters are coming from the, the, the fear of losing or not yeah. performing is where yeah. you get your anxiety from. That makes sense. Or the referee, you know, flipping the coin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> both of the times that you're not settled. You're not settled. You don't have control. No, you don't, you don't, have, you don't have control of that situation, so yeah. that makes a ton of Perfectly sense. What, what, was, what was different about that team? So on that team, it is not easy to win the Super Bowl. We mm-hmm. all know that, right? So two or three things about that team that got them to the pinnacle of sports and to win it that year? Man, that's a great question because this is a team that's very was made by somebody that wasn't there or was created or developed by somebody that wasn't there, and I'm talking about Tony Dungy. Sure. Yeah. Tony Dungy built that team, went you know far with that team, the defense, Hall of Famers throughout, uh, and left to go to Indianapolis, and then that's when the Raiders, I mean the Bucks, traded for John Gruden. Gruden, right. Gruden came in and immediately from won the Raiders, the, ironically. From the Raiders, yeah. Raiders and won the Super Bowl, and that was all our team needed was an a infusion offensively. Yeah. So that team was ready. Oh, Warren man. Sapp, John Lynch, Derek oh, yeah. Brooks. Rondé Barber, Simeon Rice. Mike Allstott, you had a fullback back then. He was Booker a hell of a fullback, too. Keyshawn Johnson. Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. Uh, you, know, you, know, you know, all those, it, it was due. It was time. It was almost one of those things. And I'll tell you a real quick funny story about great coaches and not doing the little things. Coach Gruden just came from the Raiders where Bill Callahan was his offensive coordinator, okay. line coach. Bill Callahan takes over the Raiders and takes them to the Super Bowl. In his first year, John Gruden is coaching the Bucks. The whole entire, it's the same offense. Right. So the Bucks are saying that surely they're going to change their signals because <laughs> Coach Gruden knows exactly right. what they're going to do and what they're going to call. They didn't. Oh, man, that's almost and a psych out. And yeah. You feel they're so confident that they didn't even change their signals? They didn't oh. even change. Rich Gannon was the MVP, put oh, up a lot of numbers. And now four defensive touchdowns, Rich Gannon threw five picks. I named the Hall of Famers defensively into a man. Those guys said after the game, that was the easiest game they played. Oh, Can you imagine already having four or five Hall of Famers 
Top-notch defense, yes. Yeah. Knowing the signals. But knowing the signals, yeah, signals. signals the as nerve. well. nerve. I mean, I thought, it would, I thought you could have worked the opposite yeah. way. They're so right. confident. And on, the contrary, right. and on the contrary, Coach Jagruden with us spent the whole time trying to make up new signals because right. he figured that they know our signals so because I just do. came, so we're going to wow. switch it up. So that's that a little is, nugget about a, why that game was such a – you know, decisive blowout. That is I'm unbelievable. Curious, did you play for uh, Dungy at all? Or did, was Gruden your first year? No, oh, I played, played Coach Dungy drafted me. Coach yeah, Dungy drafted me, uh, gave me a chance, uh, and he was one of those guys that I don't like talking about, and the only reason is because there are not enough superlatives. If okay. I say great, I yeah. need another one. He's excellent. If I say excellent, yeah. just total. He is what you see, is what you get. Genuine loves players, loves people, and uh, he's just a big time. I think he he, he's made a big, t- so big time impact. In sometimes my life. you need different leaders for different things, is what it sounds like. Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah he he. The, the the problem with Dungy was this: is that he kind of they started to ignore his word. He was so trustworthy; never find anybody as far as being late or missing meetings. Uh, and people started to cut corners. Yeah, like, I told you, I told you not to park here or go around and park oh, there. And shame. all of a sudden, because you know he wasn't going to find, you start to go ahead and park there. You know what it sounds like. And everybody about? knows that when you do that, in one practice, person does it, the right. next guy does it. And it it makes his way to the game. Yes. All sides You're holding. Right, I, I, yes. Doesn't it sound a lot like uh, Rick and Kirby Smart and the yeah. conversations we finished up with Georgia, yeah. where yeah. Rick was the guy, he was the lean on, he was the rock, but you needed that extra edge. And Kirby coming in like the nut job he was just cre- cre- made that team win. The it sounds very, it sounds there, very yeah. similar. Yep. It sounds very similar. And that's well, why I think sometimes you just need different different times in a business or a sports teams life cycle sometimes you just need something a little different yeah correct and that's it to get to the pinnacle again so so what is it about the super bowl that makes it what it is 100 million people six million dollars in spots what is it that makes it that game from what you saw from those eyes in front of you what is it that makes it that game um to an extent the world stops and everybody can have a piece of the pie so to speak as a player I saw it firsthand that your legacy can be made. I saw firsthand that you can uh, catapult your career. You can get your name out there as far as winning the Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP. That's on the sure. field. I saw all the opportunities marketing-wise sure. yeah. for you know people that's not playing the game. If you're involved in the Super Bowl or you have anything to do with the Super Bowl, if you can pr- provide amenities for the Super Bowl, you can win. Yeah, that Super Bowl was one of the biggest things that one one time one Sunday afternoon from, and that's also what I realized is just not the Super Bowl. Right, being to that event. Things are happening from 12 all the yeah. way to oh, 6.30. We saw, I mean, we saw it here I when mean, it was here. Games, we had three yeah. parties going <laughs> yes. on. So that Super Bowl, you can capitalize we as an athlete. We had 12,000 people to yeah. our party that was three miles man. down the way. It's, right. it's insane. It's I love insane. what you said, though, the world stopped. Yes. And the world stopped. We are in a world of constant distraction and attention spans dwindling for the one time 150 million people, probably more's eyeballs are fixated and the attention span is on one thing. And not all of them fixated on the game. The players. Yes. No, exactly. The people want to do other things. And yes. I, I have not done the Super Bowl in my uh, corporate life, but I have taken people to the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. I've taken them to U.S. Opens and PGA Championships and things like that. And there's there's so many other things you can do that tie in the athletes earlier in the week you yes. know, when you have availability. Yeah. And there's a, those are wonderful customer experiences. Yeah, yeah oh, that, absolutely. That, it's great. It's a great way to do it. Well, yeah. Let's wind down on this two-part question, okay? Uh, first, not as important, is who's going to win? 
Well, um, I want the Kansas City Chiefs to win. Uh, my brother-in-law coaches linebackers there. Awesome. Uh, okay. So my sister, my mom, and all of them will be up there over there in Arizona. But I, I think the, the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, they have the better overall team. Yeah. And that running game is going to wear. I think that offensive line is uh, going to mitigate yes. Jones and a lot of that stuff. But but if Mahomes wasn't hobbled, I think we'd be having a different conversation. Well, that pass rush is going to get get after 100% Mahomes or a 90% Mahomes. But uh, I want a great game. I yeah. want Kansas City to it'll win. It'll be a good game. And I want it to be yeah. a it'll good game. It'll be a good game. game. Entertaining you know, game. We've lost on a lot of people for some reason. Andy Reid going back to Philly is awesome, too. Yeah. And right. then the last question, most importantly, on a scale of 1 to 10, how are you to how excited are you to see Rihanna at halftime? Because I am very freaking oh, oh, excited. 11. Uh, 11, right? <laughs> Riri needs to be out there. Yeah. She's going to be sexy as hell. And oh, it is going to be man. Apple taking it over for the first time. That is going to be a show. At yeah. one point in time, I was worried about my expectations being too high. But I say it's Rihanna. She's going to she oh, tear that place. She's going to exceed that. She hasn't yeah. done an album in a while. She hasn't Ooh, done anything in a while. She's ready. Yeah. Her child will be watching. Be yes. Yeah, <laughs> and it's going to be fun. And the last couple were pretty good. I mean, I liked uh, you know, yeah. LL Cool J and Dr. Yes. Dre and all last yes. year, so that was fun. Yes. But, uh, Joe, thanks so much for joining us. Thank Man, you guys. it's a special week, I know, for you, but for all of us. And I uh, really enjoyed having you, giving us uh, your thoughts on the Super Bowl. And uh, all the best to you and, uh, of course, your Georgia Tech boys as well. So, Thank you. All right. Trip down memory lane. Yeah, pretty fun. good stuff. All right, you've been listening to the Marketing Mad Men on X. Extra 106.3. We'll be right back and talk about Super Bowl ads. Mientras trabajas duro por el éxito de tus hijos, algo que no ves los puede estar afectando. Se llama estrés tóxico. Es la manera en que el cuerpo de los niños responde a experiencias difíciles. Aprende cómo ayudarlos en first5california.com. Now back to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job and Nick Constantino here. It really uh, was a pleasure to have Joe Hamilton on and uh, talking about the Super Bowl and what a neat experience. Um, you know, I think it's something we all as kids grew up wanting to do. So it was, uh, you know, it was a kind of great way to, to hit this uh, weekend and uh, with a big game tomorrow and all. So um, why don't we go into the fun? We've done this in the past. Um, last year, I think we kind of did it after we saw the ads. This time is going to be uh, before. But, Nick, let's talk a little bit about, you know, maybe some of your memories, thoughts around, you know, the Super Bowl ads that, uh, you know, hit you. And then we'll, we'll get in a little bit to, you know, why some of them were hits. And maybe we can bring it back to, uh, you know, businesses out there that are thinking about running ads and, and, and give some examples of what to do, what not to do. Yeah, I think if you look at this list, we found a list online. There's probably a couple of these, but one thing I see in common is all of these have are, are almost pre-2000, and yeah. I think that's for a very specific reason. I think we started going awry a little bit because people felt like they need to capitalize on the value um, by releasing them early and then playing them in duration afterwards. I think the beauty of the Super Bowl was when you air this, it made such an impact on such an immediate, quick, in-your-face scale that we've lost that a little bit. And and as I look back and I start seeing why these m moments were chosen and you know when they used bigger names and all of a sudden you see Cindy Crawford and Pepsi and these this made a little bit more sense. The modern stuff to me a lot some stand out. I love the Doritos ones personally. Yeah. Um, but I think we've lost a little bit of that charm and I think because people feel more obliged to justify the absurd prices. Well, 6 million dollars yeah, absolutely. And I think the other piece to it is, you know, back a lot of these that were pre-2000 or early 2000s, you know, really kicked off a campaign 
and you know we'll talk about some of these you know one of the, one of the ones i do remember um you know remember the campaign because it lasted for a long long time was number three was wendy's where's the beef yeah i mean who, you know you you remember that for years and years but I think the beauty of it was it kicked off a campaign that became synonymous with Wendy's probably for four or five years. Yeah. Right now, you know, and not not that you look, you need a campaign that's going to run that long because it always had iterations. But I think now people are changing things so quick that sometimes they don't become synonymous and don't have a lifespan. Yeah. And I think also when these commercials came out, these were not exactly sports marketing yet. Sports marketing didn't really exist the way it was in the 80s. Right. This was television. This was a most-watched television. And back in the day, you actually had television events like this more frequently. I mean, what was it? The last episode of MASH was like 100 oh. million people, something insane like that. Yeah. I mean, you'd be lucky nowadays if you're non-sports that you pull in two, three million people. You're, it's your luckiest day of your life. Um, and MASH was, I, I'm, I'm not kidding, it might have been 70 or 80 million, but it was a, it is almost Super Bowl-esque in how many yep. people watch MASH. So these kind of events were, were created because it was just less to watch and less distraction. Right. So these were TV ads. This is this has become a little bit more sports marketing now, and they and they play off of that part of it. So you know, and let, let's be real, the the companies are doing it well now. They're taking the television ads, and it's not the one medium. It's not the one tactic. They're tying it into digital. They're tying it into uh, maybe it is their YouTube channel sure. uh, and other things that they're using those uh, components of the campaign with, which is, you know, again, we'll, we'll get back to some of these as examples, but the way you want to do it. You know, Nowadays, you can't, yes. You can't just really have that one ad. Yeah. And expect to win. I mean, and, and I know one of your favorites was that case of the one ad. Yeah, for sure. And and look, let, let's preface this by saying I was two years old. So let's yeah. not go as far <laughs> as to say I remember this, but I am very well versed on the Apple Microsoft battle. I've been a PC guy my whole life. I've read Jobs' biography. Like I, I I'm very well versed on it. But in, in 1984, uh, Ridley Scott directed an ad for Apple um, that was introducing Macintosh. And they aired that ad one time. Imagine paying, I mean, it was probably, you know, what would you say, $800,000 million in the 80s for a Super Bowl? And it was not quite as expensive no, as today. No, yeah, because the million dollar didn't cross the million dollar threshold until sometime in the 90s, I think. Okay, so, so let's call it 500 grand. Let's no. call it 500 grand. But Ridley Scott ain't 500 grand to no. go get him to direct something. The cost to make it, all that stuff, to run an ad one time, to launch Macintosh, which was single-handedly one of the most valued, impressive brands, and Apple is one of the number one brands in the world. Uh, so if you think about it that way, that's something you could only do during Super Bowl. And honestly, when you think about who Macintosh was targeting, I still envision the computer nerd that maybe is not watching as much football as we think. So that's one that stands out to me for many reasons. Um, there's a couple other ones on here. I think that whole dot-com era was really good. I think GoDaddy was really good at them um, around that time. Um, and this is where it became kind of the fun way of what are we trying to do? Well, we're a freaking website, so how do we drive them to the website? Um, and and you, the goal was to drive them directly to the website. So Monster.com had a couple good ones. GoDaddy had a couple good yeah. ones. Um, but again, that was a clear, tangible tra call to action. It was a lot harder for the Budweiser's, right? What Absolutely. are they trying to accomplish? Well, it was it was truly brand awareness. And, and just I double-checked, it was 1995. It's the first year that uh, ads 
cross the million dollar threshold. Man, so that's one of those. And that's a thirty second. That's yeah. one of those parabolic curves up for that cost because if it took right. a lot that long to get to a million, but now it's only been twenty years to get to six million. Right. Man, that upward swing. And what has not changed is the total number of people watching. That has not no. changed very much since the nineties. So the fact that you're charging so much for it, um, I, I think it's you know, look, you, one of the things you'll notice, you're not going to see a lot of crypto ads in the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> like, let, let's call it what it is. Oh my god, so, that was so horrible. What, what's going to replace crypto? Yeah. I mean. My bet is going to be something like healthcare, which is a booming industry, right? You'll probably start seeing, you know, you had the oil companies leave for a little while, but all of a sudden with those yeah. 3 to $4 gallons of gas, you'll probably see the oil companies come back to it. So I look at it now as a marketer as to where I used to look at it as, you know, I had a couple of drinks in me, I guess, let's watch the commercials at halftime. Now as a marketer, I think it sees more overarching trends as to what's going on. Yeah, um, no, I think uh, you'll see that. And we're not seeing as many, um, you know, there was a period, I'm going to say five years ago, where the the movie studios were pumping out ads and look the whole movie game has changed so you're not going to be seeing that type of uh, you know you probably see a couple but nothing yeah. huge yeah one of the biggest changes actually and I think this is ungodly important and it's something we talk about all the time you never used to see promotions for other things running on the station. You would never see promos for other programming on the stations. And the reason is, is because why would you waste inventory you could sell for a couple million dollars on your own stuff. Have you ever watched now? There is a promo for a show on Fox three times a break. When you yeah. think about how insane that is, but two things. One, one that, that decreases your supply, which increases your demand, which increases the price. So they know what they're doing there. But two, well, what if that pulls in 20, 30, 50, 100,000 other viewers for shows that now last for 26 weeks? They yep. found a way to make that up on the back end. So I think that's really important to acknowledge that. And, and we talk about it in radio, right? We don't do enough to promote the other activities we do because we think we're but, stealing audience. But that's a plan, okay? And that's a strategy that they're saying we're going to invest this ad space now up front to build that revenue funnel. Well, is it a plan or is it just copying the guy that did it first and saying, oh, well, we probably have to do that? Somebody, somebody, okay. <laughs> somebody, somebody made a plan at some point. And then it works. So, you know, let's go back. So you mentioned the, um, you know, the Apple that ran one time. Yep. You know, the other one that shows up in a lot of top 20 ads, and again, I use this because it is um, – it's the old way of doing things, but people still remember it. And every now and then I'll hear someone who say, well, we can copy this. And that yeah. was Masterlock. So they first came out in 1974. And if you remember, you know, you'd have, I can't remember if it was uh, uh, Chuck um, the Rifleman, but uh, someone who would shoot, you know, a rifle the through yep. the lock and it still held. Well, the beauty of that ad was they ran it one time a year. And they only ran it on the Super Bowl from 74, I think, for about eight years until they couldn't afford it anymore. Um, you can do that. They got such great exposure because, again, you had all the households then and people would remember it. Um, but you can't do that nowadays. And every now and then I'll hear someone go, well, we're going to run this. You know, we're going to, as you say, we're going to spend, you know, $40,000 to produce this ad. and We're going to run it one time and I yeah. uh, hope it works. And you're like. Audiences have changed. You're not going to get the eyeballs. You're not going to get people that are engaged. And so, while it's on this top, you know, 25 list, um, it is a bygone day. And you just you don't spend that money if you don't have a plan of how you're going to use. Your well, ads. there's more competition everywhere now too, right? Master Lock has that that brand name that it, it's synonymous with locks. But there's a lot more people making locks. And one of the biggest things that has changed the nature of that is Amazon bringing an influx of of Chinese products into the market, right? I mean, yeah. how hard is it to make a lock? Let's be honest here. Like, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I mean, I get the security behind it and the kind of metal you use, but like, if you took a lock apart, 
honestly, if I had the right materials, I can probably rebuild the lock. Yeah. So it, when when Master Lock had that brand presence and you could only make it here, then it didn't matter if you were the only person running. You pretty much had a monopoly on the industry. Right. That doesn't exist nowadays. That The only person yep. that, that exists to some extent is Apple, who their products are their products, and they're not compared to other products. Yeah. Right? There is competitive. Samsung is a competitor, but Apple people don't look at it that way. They're only Apple products. That's the closest thing I could think of in my head. And the other one is Heinz Ketchup, because any other ketchup is just garbage, but that's just a personal preference. <laughs> Uh, let's do a couple other themes here. So let's go with uh, 10-year-old Nick's favorite theme, which was, let's call it sexiness. Yes. Uh, Cindy Crawford, Pepsi, yeah. 1992. 10-year-old Nick, first of all, hey. anytime she was on TV, hey. let alone big screen TV, was just done. It was just over. Um, that was that supermodel, beginning of that supermodel oh. era for me. Uh, it was Kathy Island. It was right. Cindy Crawford. And it was just her on TV enough. Uh, there's one here again. I wasn't I wasn't born, but I still appreciate the fineness of Farrah Fawcett That's it, and Joe uh, Namath. And yes. Joe Namath of just her sexually rubbing. I remember rubbing. that when I saw it. I didn't remember. I mean, I'm sure I remembered it at the time. Uh, I would have been uh, eight. So here's <laughs> a, here, grand, here's but. a description of this. It says this sleazy commercial is so full of innuendos that Joe Namath couldn't even keep a straight face while yes. filming it. Yes. yes. I mean, yes. So everyone watch that right now. Uh, Joe Broadway Joe, thank us for getting people to watch it again. But well, and just that. People watched amazing. it again after the Susie Colbert incident about five years ago, too. I think that brought it all oh, back that's up. Exa- oh, man. I mean, it did. That's where I hadn't seen it for years till right after that incident. It kind of gave Noxie a Namath, little bit of my a- goodness, was Namath <laughs> renowned as a Jets guy. I mean, oh. he is he is renowned just for a lot of those things. Yeah. Um, what about some other themes? So let's let's throw out a well, let's classroom. go humor. Yeah. OK, I was say. so. Um, you know, and I will say you, you hit on it before Doritos did something. And, and here's something different. Not only were the ads hysterical, but they went public the year they they um, gave everyone a chance to create a Super Bowl ad. Yep. And I think they ran, I think they ran five ads. I think three of them were were uh, consumers who won, and the yeah. two were two that they designed. And it was brilliant in that the fact that okay, maybe they spent you know twenty five million on the ad placements and the production and all that. But they got about two months worth of Content. not free advertising, but leading up and then after. Yep. Um, and so they really created this community, and that's yep. what they wanted to be. And, um, and and I can't remember how long they did it, but I think yeah. it was three or four years. I just thought the whole over the strategy was was brilliant. Yeah, and I think Doritos, one of the things that changed was the mid-90s, I think. I think people started getting a little bit more embracing of that like stoner culture. Yeah. Like people knew when you ate Doritos. I yeah. mean, it wasn't, like, it wasn't like something you're hiding anymore. So bringing that humor in and having right. them throwing the vending machine and those kind of doofy right. guys that are chasing after the Doritos wasn't so faux pas anymore, and it actually well, was really fun to see. And so one of the things they did, so here's here's a great example for businesses out there. If you think you have some different audiences, all right, how do you go about it? So one of the things I remember with that is let's say there were three different ads that were created by um, by consumers. One of them might have been that more stoner, you yeah. know, young adult yeah, crowd, sure. right? Sure. They still at times would have the sexy one, but all right? You have to. But you then they always had a kid-oriented one. I remember the one about the uh, the Dorito being thrown all the way down the the train or bus or For whatever, sure. right into someone's mouth. They had so they found a way to connect with different types of audiences, sure. but through a platform. For sure, right. established nostalgia is is always going to be one. I mean, yeah. right? You're connecting back because it's probably that moment you see it, you go. 
you know what? I haven't had Doritos in yeah. years. Yeah. And you pop open a bag. You probably can't eat the whole thing like you used to, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so the other one I like in the comedy category, and I think it's on here. If not, it was on one I saw, um, was the, really kind of the kickoff. I don't know if it was the very first Snickers ad that used um, – celebrities and you know you are you you're hungry you're hangry but was the betty white yeah the betty white flag yeah. football See, i don't remember if that was super bowl or launched before it, that's part of the problem with right. these ads it ran so far after that but yes it i did run during the super bowl you're right i, I don't just don't know, know if I it was a super bowl ad or they just ran it that's that's where the lines have been blurred a little bit right well and, and probably four or five years ago is when you started to see some of these ads actually pop up before the super right. bowl and then they would potentially run in the yeah, Super Bowl. That's where it gets blurred. But and that was a that was a that was an absolute great one. Yeah, and anything was, with she's in is fantastic. But yeah. I think that Snickers campaign, I think they've been phenomenal marketers. Yeah. And I think that's one of those things like I will reach for a Snickers every now and then. I don't touch any other candy. Yeah. But for some reason, and again, it's delicious. Cold it's delicious, Snickers. Man. Like, I'm on. sorry. On the golf course, back nine, if it's cold in the drink cart, you know, uh, I will grab one. That's and, and honestly, that's like, my if you guilty really, pleasure. At least there's peanuts in it. Like, at least there's yeah. some redeeming quality. So nah. I think that's a really good one. Yeah. Um, one of the ones that stands out to me. And I'm trying to find it on here. Was it was Ray Charles, the right one, baby? Yeah. Um, and he had the girls behind him, and it was right in the middle of the Gulf War. And I vividly remember that. Now, yeah. I grew up. I grew up a fonder appreciation of Ray Charles as I got older, and especially as I moved down to Georgia. My goodness. Yeah. Uh, but but I remember that one. I remember because. I remember the the view of it, like the old TV. Remember how it was kind of washed out looking yeah. because you didn't have the technology you have now. So it was kind of washed looking. Yeah. I think that's another one, and I think that's another trend is is bringing in the big name actors. And if you're going to yeah. do this, do this the right way, and and have the big names behind it. I remember one recently. Um, do you remember the one? It was like two or three years ago with Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. Yeah, Shaggy singing. It wasn't me in the background. Oh, yeah. and it comes all over their face. I mean that that that, that kind was... of one was because first of all, Kunis and Ashton Kutcher were together on right. that '70s show. They've been married for a long time. Right. They both seem like cool people. It seemed like an argument that you're like, wait a second yeah, yeah. like you have that with a significant other so i thought that one was a great one um yeah. but it's been named countless times throughout here right of when you use those celebrities to really amplify it yeah so let's go another path and it's not i don't see it on here i did see it on one other list the top 25 but um you know another way of engaging your clients and i think this is a great strategy um for people is you know look you got 30 seconds, you know, do you have the ability to keep pumping this out over and over? Maybe, maybe not, um, but you can't go the one or two times. And that was, I think GoDaddy was the first one. Nissan did it later. Um, but it would be stay tuned for the rest of the video. Go to GoDaddy.com backslash whatever. And it was a brilliant way of, hey, we're going to have one ad. You know, yeah. Danico, Danico was one of the first ones. Yep. They had a lot of different people. Yep. But then they drove people to their website. In fact, the very first time it happened, they actually crashed the website. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say that was like 2010, maybe? Yeah. Yes. In that and, range? You, and, and the time right is right. Yeah. That's when, when you had 3G on phones and you were yeah. able to mobilely look that up because otherwise it's worthless, right? right? Nobody, by the time you read that, is going to a computer to run. So right. you're talking the advent of a mobile phone right. where you had internet connection all the time. Right. Where, and not only that, you probably had a website that was optimized 
for the mobile phone. Otherwise, that's worthless. So that's right. a matter of timing. So, But the beauty is, okay, here's a way you build something. You're paying a lot of money up front, but how do you get legs out of it? How do you drive more interest? How do you get deeper messages? And so that's what they did. And then Nissan really was the same thing. They were doing it with – they were doing stunts with the cars – you know, and yeah. trying to get across. I mean, Nissan to me was the performance engines, you yep. know, not as expensive as European. But so, you know, how did it finish? You know, if the car was in the middle of the air or whatever, how did this finish? And so they also drove people, you know, to get, again, more engagement, to get true enthusiasts. And I think that's, you know, not that you have to, um, you know, only put part of the ad out there. But if you've got a compelling story, it's a great way to do it. But think of it as a way to engage and bring people either to your website or to your app or something that creates more use than a yeah. single ad. What was it? Was it um, It was a Coinbase? Somebody gave away like $10 million in crypto yes. right in the middle of this year and it crashed every website. And somebody, yep. now, I mean, it's probably worth $18 now, unfortunately. But, <laughs> but, but, uh, because there are some cryptocurrencies that are worth nothing that were completely, you right. know, roll, rocking two, three dollars a piece that are worth nothing. But, but that was another example. Yeah, people are going to go do it. Yeah. Again, do you realize if 100 million people are watching and half of them play, your odds are almost nothing? But, but still, I mean, it, you're listening a response. And I think now what's going to happen, those used to be driving you to a website, maybe a landing page. Yeah. Now it's going to drive you to a customized experience for you because you can click on a link on the phone. Right. Your phone is usually connected to your TV. So you could click up on there and it'll come to your phone automatically. So I think that AR, I don't think we're there yet, but I think it's going to start fitting in. And I think a lot more people are going to watch things like the Super Bowl yeah. on internet. And I say that because it's just better quality. Right. A good connection is going to look better on the internet, especially the way these TVs are built, than the TV ever would. The, the right. anti-aliasing is better. You're, it's just better suited. The HDR, it doesn't exist on television broadcast. So I think as people watch digitally more, that marketing amplification is going to be there. The question is going to be, is Fox going to be responsible for it? Or are you going to go <laughs> out of pocket again and now have to pay another party to, to implement this and jack that price up even further? Yeah, so uh, another theme, and, and I will go ahead and right now say – yeah, I think you have to be careful unless we've got listeners that, uh, you know, are, are big corporations and have lots of money. I don't think you can use the shock theme in your traditional advertising. Now, think about it from a Super Bowl perspective. Um, we've had, you know, the the uh, what was it, the blank screen or the screen with the, um, you know, just the warning and, and basically it moved people to a website. Uh, oat milk, milk uh, was it last year or the year before? It was so bad, it was shocking. But then they actually got a lot of play from that because people wanted to check it out. So the, the reason I say I don't think that's a good theme for most people yeah. is they worked because you had so many eyeballs right. on the Super Bowl. If you try to run, quote, the bad ad or right. that shocking ad across your normal campaign – we all have too many things going, and, and I think you lose people. It worked because people yeah. were there to watch. And they only had to watch it once. Right, only had to watch it once. And then they didn't leave because you know that in that four minutes, They're completely engaged. there's, there's going to be three yeah. more ads. So you, you're like, okay, well, I want to see the next. As bad as this one is, and that I agree, oat, I agree oat milk was bad, you stayed with it because you wanted to watch yeah. the next ad. I agree with you. I also think that, like, let's be honest, what, how much can you do with oat milk? I mean, it's not well, like it's the sexiest product on earth that you're going for. Like, you, you either like oat milk or you don't. So trying to rile up the people to, to get you over there. 
Yeah. How much harm could come out of it? Such a niche product. I mean, honestly, I know a lot of people drink oat milk. Yeah. But really, how many people have we met that are like, you know what I really love? Yeah. Oat milk. Yeah, I know. Not, not, not many people. But, so, people, you know, for their defense, because it was such a do you bad, think now, Do you think they did it, it on purpose, though? Do you think they made it a bad—do you think somebody at some level was like, look, this is really dumb. Let's try it. Well, or do you think they thought they had a good ad and it just happened to be? I mean, I'd be curious. I, that I'm not sure, because on, 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 on the last segment, segment we're going to talk about someone who is brilliant at creating bad ads. We need oat milk oh. on the phone. <laughs> Somebody from oat milk, yeah, call, right, we're gonna please. Get, we're let's gonna get, get it. Ha- let's make it happen. Men in the future. Let's so, make it happen. You know, but um, I think that's uh, I think that's an area that uh, yeah, you just you have to be careful. And there have been some that have been done on purpose to be bad. Yeah. You know, but uh, usually it's a little more tongue in cheek. You know, maybe Snoop Dogg's in it or something like that. So yeah, it can't go wrong with Snoop in it. I don't know how the hell that guy did it, but him and Martha Stewart together is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like they genuinely look like they love each other. It is yeah. the most bizarre thing to watch them. And we know the only thing they have in common. It's the same thing we talked about earlier with the Doritos commercials. Yeah, uh, they both like to partake in some greenery. Yeah. Uh, but man, they are funny together. So you know, if it works, man, sometimes repetition and just doing something over and over again. Just and, and you know, and the last thing before we hit the break is. Um, for the most part, if you're authentic with your influencers and you can see them in the brand somewhere or another, that's the key. It's when you start bringing people in that just aren't authentic. Yeah. And I think, you know, we could talk about crypto forever, but, you know, I think they just they try to get big names, try to get sports and entertainment yep. names. And I think um, I think the struggle was, you know, unfortunately, people followed them, but there wasn't the credibility. But, but they did the job. They had right. built up so much demand that it drove all the prices through the roof because everyone right. wanted to buy at the same time. What they didn't realize was there was no backing of the entire system, and it was built right. on a house of cards that ultimately kept needing to be fed that demand to go up. And once that demand comes out, the floor comes back it's below done. it. So that, right. that, that's not the Super Bowl no. commercial's fault. Absolutely. But it's crypto as an industry. We'll keep the, this rolling on the next segment. You've been listening to Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3. Now back to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome back. Trip Job and Nick Constantino here on the Marketing Mad Men talking about Super Bowl and Super Bowl ads. And uh, one other tactic we'll, uh, we'll hit on and then uh, we'll talk a little bit about um, the advertisers that are going to be on tomorrow and uh, maybe give our thoughts on that. But uh, the one other tactic is aligning yourself um, and doing some pre-work and having people believe you're going to be in the Super Bowl. And using today with social media, digital channels, other ads that might run right before the Super Bowl, pre-game, might run the day before, sure. things like that. And you get people talking about it. And to me, the master in the last five years has been Ryan Reynolds. And I'm not sure that Ryan Reynolds has run that many true uh, broadcast ads but whether it's Mint Mobile, whether it's Aviation Gin, um, I have seen so many ads that get propped up and hit social media the week of, you know, Super Bowl. Yep. And rumors that they're going to be on, and then they're never on, but the views, they're getting millions and millions of views. Yeah. And there's lots of ways to do it, too, right? Yeah. What, if you're, what if your commercial just runs after all the promos for Super Bowl? I mean, there's clever right. ways. We do it at the radio station, right? Yeah. Maybe you don't want to be a Braves advertiser, but maybe you want to be the last commercial that runs right before we go into Braves. There's, there's lots of ways to do it. And I think, one, I think Ryan Reynolds is a, a very smart marketer. I think he's made himself into one. Um, I think also he is not one of those people that just comes across as just a 
genuine person that like you believe him he you don't feel like you're being scammed i mean he's got a lovely wife they seem super happy together like you don't feel like you're being scammed he's canadian oh that's that must be why he's of no threat he's of no threat he's afraid of the dark he's canadian he's of no threat to anybody that's got to be why that's my mistake now now that it's clear um but that has a lot to do with it, right? If a big corporation's lying to you, you might be pissed off. If you find out right. that they they were saying they were going to be in Super Bowl to get a rise out, you're not there. But like, it's Ryan Reynolds. You're like, eh, yeah. you're like, I guess he'll give him this one. And yeah. what did he do? Sold Aviation Gin, and he's about to sell Mint Mobile. Right. So you know, he's he's doing something, and those he, those paychecks got, are going to be. He's got Mountain, which is a marketing agency, and I think I think the one plug for. You know, if you're thinking about it and thinking about ways, make sure you're working with, you know, a good agency out there. We've had, you know, if you haven't listed, go to the um, our podcast. We've had several uh, this year uh, discussions with agencies, both yep. B2C and B2B. Uh, and really, I think the beauty of uh, having Blue Sky and um, Conquer and Moto Moto on was they talked a little bit about what you should be asking the things that yeah. are helpful, you know, if you're looking to work with an agency. Yeah, so they were they those. were they were all great, and, and that's a good reminder, guys. Go go to just Google the Marketing Mad Men. We, we come up in the top three things. Go to the Apple. Go to any podcast page. All the archive of old episodes. I think we're pushing on 80, 82 episodes yeah. now. So there's a lot there. So if you enjoy this, go back and look because again, this is these are tips and, and tricks and the agencies. Well, go back and listen to a couple of them because it'll give you some good ideas. But you are right. I mean, when you're spending that much money, you need to bring the right creative in, and you again need that that ancillary outside set of eyes because yep. you may think you have the best oat milk ad ever <laughs> and then someone sees it and goes this is so bad, bad. that it's good run it yeah. so you need you need that second set of eyes yeah. for sure All right. so let's spend the last couple minutes um so i've got a list of advertisers who are going to be on so uh pepsi zero sugar um that's its new improved drink uh pringles so there are a couple um let's see here in the food and drink uh category uh, Hellman's mayonnaise. I'm just looking at the ones that are and consumer related. staples makes Doritos. Consumer staples makes a ton of sense to me, right? Because right. as everybody else, what happens when you even think of recession? People don't go out to eat as much. People come back home. Those things, those kind of comfort things that you believed in. And again, I'm, let's not. I don't want to have the R word conversation uh, again because I'm tired of it. I feel like we're in it and we're just denying it because politicians want to stop saying it. But Helmets makes so much sense to me, doesn't it? To you, right. like that thought of not going out to eat and just having mayo, like it just, it just th- those trends. The more you kind of pull out the layers, oh, yeah. make a ton of sense. This right. is not rocket science, right? So here's an interesting one. I heard this uh, coming in too was um, uh, Pepsi Frito Lay actually uh, is kind of promoting their new popcorners, um, popcorn in a yeah. bag with yeah. uh, with Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. Interesting. And so they just released it, I think, uh, this week. So um, it's going to be curious, but that's getting a lot of, you know, we talked about all of a sudden kind of seeding it out there. So that one's getting a lot of play. Now, in this case, Frito-Lay is trying to catch up to everybody else in the popcorn you know, well, world. I think more importantly, Pepsi's got a lot of ground to cover. Pepsi yeah. let go of the halftime show for the first time in 20 years. And yeah. then remember how often that pop, that show was promoted. So Pepsi leaving means they, they have to stake that ground because that is one of the last bastions of ownership that Pepsi had was the NFL and the Super Bowl. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they do to counter it. Now, I've spoken with some Pepsi guys, and I think the plan is, you know, we're done with those big advertising pushes. We are a sales company. We need things tied directly to sales let's see what happens the stock's doing well what one of the other ones i saw on trends is uh what are the gambling sites going to do right because there's so much so DraftKings is uh it looks like they're doing something with molson Coors. yeah I can, I, and i i was setting myself up to answer it yeah. was rhetorical i was setting yeah. myself up to answer my own question but they're doing a 
Coors Light versus Miller Light, and it's it's a big debate, and it's okay. going to pl- place money on who's going to be the first ad, how long it's going to be, how many people are going to be in the bar. So they're letting prop bets go on an ad between Molson and Coors. So one for the first time, they're announcing that Miller and Coors are owned by the same company. I know people, yeah. most people, some people know that, but that's Molson Coors, right. which owns SAB Miller. It's so convoluted now. So the other one that is going to be massive is Gronk is going to kick a field goal at in a live commercial break for people to win a million dollars for for FanDuel. So oh, yeah, they're okay. getting they're getting really really interactive at this point and they have to, man. Oh my goodness. How many betting ads can you see? And I was listening to a podcast yesterday. All they're doing is cannibalizing each other's business because if you can get $500 in free bets yeah. from eight different companies, that's 4 grand in free bets. Why would you ever stay with one? I so know. they're just they're just cannibalizing each other. Great for the betters. I mean, if you want to go make some free money, there's a way to do it, but not so great for the companies trying to actually turn a profit for the first time ever. Exactly. So a couple others, the traditional beer companies and all. Um, I, I saw the first set of ads already, the M&Ms with uh, Maya. And it, the first one started out great. It's getting really annoying, in my my opinion. Yeah. Um, with the latest one. So the, M&Ms that, are another one with there. an uphill battle, man. I know yeah. they got this cultural part behind them. There's stores and stuff. But, like, that is just not good for you. There's no part of an M&M that is going to ever be good for you. And I think that they're losing some of that. Like, my kids want – I will not let them eat M&Ms. Like, yeah. I'd rather them eat ice cream because at yeah. least ice cream's got milk and a couple things in it. So that, that might be, yeah. a, that, that might be a, a, a kind of a, you know – Perspective, uh, right. perception thing too. Here, here's another one that uh, will probably uh, hit big because it, it's been on the list before and it came back last year. E Trades got the baby again. Yep. So last year was the first year after I had taken a few years off. So the E Trade baby's back. Yep. Um, and you remember why they did that in the first place? Because E-Trade was going to offer f- free trades for the first time, and now everyone offers free trades. So I'm curious to see what they can do different to make it stand out. Yeah. Not a lot of car ads. So General Motors is uh, – they're with Netflix doing a 60-second ad, which will have a Will Ferrell. So yeah, the, be... the, the, the brands have turned more to Halo ads here. Yeah. Like, remember the Hummer one? Like, yeah. they're not doing, like, the Ford Explorer. They're doing, like, the future model that you might not even be able to buy for five years. That's become more of a, from the brand presence, it makes sense. You're not trying to sell cars there. You're trying to get people excited about the brand. Yeah. And then there'll be a few, you know, I saw Uber, uh, 2B, Rakuten, so e-commerce um, you know, e-platform type uh, companies out there. So it's definitely a mix this year. I yeah. definitely did not see any of the uh, the the um, film, you know, releases and stuff along those lines. So it yeah, should be fun. Sense. I mean, um, we'll see what uh, maybe uh, one of the future episodes we'll do a quick uh, review of what we thought. Yeah. And also what some of the, uh, I guess what they still have the ad meter afterwards. So. Yeah, we should do a, re- we should record ourselves on video criticizing, crit- critiquing every break after it's done. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll no, be I'll, be, Maybe I'll we'll have too many drinks in my. I'll be in the. Yeah, I'll be in the Bahamas. We'll, no way. All right, we'll do the top. We'll do a couple of them. We'll uh, we'll hit a couple and do uh, that maybe uh, next week when we come back. So uh, this has been fun. Again, appreciate Joe Ham uh, coming on, talking a little bit about the Super Bowl. Hopefully, you got a little bit of uh, an idea of, of things to think about when you're putting together your ad program, and most importantly, you got a sneak peek and. Uh, uh, see what's on tomorrow on the uh, Super Bowl ads. Enjoy them. And as always, we're the Marketing Mad Men, and uh, we'll be back next week. You've been listening on Extra 106.3. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? 
the power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.